Welcome to Mark's Miserable, Marvelous May. Music. Mark's Miserable, Marvelous May. It's Mark's Miserable, Marvelous May. M-A-R-C, Miserable, Marvelous. M-A-R-C, Miserable, Marvelous. M-A-R-C, Miserable, Marvelous. M-A-Y, May. Hey everybody, welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast. We are going to watch every single movie released by New World Pictures, New World Video, and New World Television, as the case may be for this episode. I'm Ryan, with me as always is Mark. Don't make me miserable. You wouldn't like me when I'm miserable. And Erica. (laughs) Erica Smash. (laughs) That's right, you are hitting us up. On the very first week of Mark's Miserable Marvelous May, where we are going to force Mark (laughs) to watch one of his least favorite kinds of movies, superhero movies, Mm. the superhero movies released by New World. Little known fact, New World owned Marvel for a time, and we'll get get into that a little bit later in the research, but that's why we can talk about 1990s, the death of the Incredible Hulk. Adenine, cytosine. They've never met. It's not human. They've never spoken. I can't control it. And until now... I still say it's human, David. It's part of you. They've never seen each other. A man of science. Why should I trust you? Because I'm on the run. Just like you. During moments of anger or fear, it secretes a hormone, and I become a mutant thing. That's incredible. An incredible nightmare. And I want to destroy it. Be human again. A creature of incredible strength. You're a monster that kills people. The Incredible Hulk. (laughs) Now, a top-secret experiment. God, how long is this trailer? Oh, yeah. Including death. Yes, is about to bring Dr. David Banner. Don't resist. Face to face with the rage within him. I've never seen it before. Find him. You may know the formula. There's a cabin in the hills above the laboratory. Let's go. It's his last chance. There is a chance. That I can rid you of this thing to live as a normal human being. Tell me we can just leave it all behind and go away, David. To love as a man. I haven't <laughs> had that kind of life for a long time. This is gold. And to free himself forever. But I have to cut the power. Please, no! Bill Bixby. I'm no killer. Lou Ferrigno. Could this be the end of Dr. David Banner? Take off now! Or just the death of the Incredible Hulk? Just when you thought that trailer was over, it's like, no, I'm <laughs> no, not. Nope, there's more. 
Now you don't have to watch the movie because you've, you've heard the whole <laughs> you thing. Really, have gotten Jesus. a very large taste yeah. of that movie by that trailer. I could have gone for the shorter one, but no. uh, I had to go with the longer one. That's right. This is 1990s: The Death of the Incredible Hulk, brought to you by Busy Bee Cleaners. <laughs> Nobody gets the busiest stains out like Busy Bee. We specialize in work uniforms, but beware, our policy on who takes what is a little loose here at Busy Bee. You don't need your tag, but you might yep. walk away with someone you know. else's clothes. Right. You don't need a tag. She didn't need to buy anything. She left with did not making a purchase. Yep. Sometimes convenience clothes. is horribly inconvenient. <laughs> this movie is directed by and starring bill bixby as bruce sorry no david banner uh a part he played for five seasons on the incredible hulk tv show that began airing in 1978 is bruce a nickname for david like a (laughs) bill for william (laughs) right yeah that's how it is um i read that kenneth johnson in this book that i'm about to read something from Ooh, it story is, time. Yeah. Um, Hold on, let me get is, a pillow. Uh, in this book, Kenneth Johnson, who created the original Incredible Hulk TV show, he changed the name from Bruce to David because he felt like Bruce Banner was a very comic book name, like Clark Kent. It had that sort of alliterative quality. So he changed it to David Banner, which is a more normal person's name. Do writers overthink things? I think we just <laughs> answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> very much so because it always still it still screws me up i keep thinking it's gonna be bruce and then he's right like, no, exactly david. yeah like, no david, david in the sh- yeah and you like you picked you yeah, all right sure go on <laughs> no. <laughs> mark is already hating this <laughs> oh god there's i i have i have a lot of notes i have a lot of thoughts <laughs> Now, this is a TV show that I don't know if Eric has ever seen. Now, Mark, you and I, I know I watched the Incredible Home mm-hmm. TV show a lot when we were younger, and I believe you yep. did too, right? Yep. So this wasn't the beginning of your hatred of superhero stuff. No, I mean, when I was little, I watched the Incredible Hulk, and I really liked the show. Because um, you're little, and Lou Ferrigno's huge, and, you know, he's always smashing and destroying things. And so as a little kid, I mean... I also liked Speed Racer. I also loved Emergency. I also loved Chips. I wouldn't say any of those are great shows, but, you know, they had all, one had fire engines, one had motorcycles, one had race cars, one had a big Uh green guy. I thought it was great. And I I will say that Lou Ferrigno is still in great shape in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Really made me feel bad for how I've let myself go. (laughs) Once again... The specter of Lou Ferrigno is an incredible fitness looms over you. As a kid, you had a complex. He's huge. I'll He's never huge. be like that. Now it's meeting you again in middle age. Yep. Damn it. Bigger muscles Ferrigno. and thicker hair. I just, I can't win. Don't, don't tell Mark he wears a wig as the Hulk. Don't, don't tell Mark. Keep it a secret. <laughs> um, but Erica, have you ever seen? Did you ever watch the TV? No, <laughs> I did not think so. No, I did not. And so, do you know a Bill Bixby? Because I think people that grew up a little bit older than you, um, and maybe <laughs> a generation ahead of you, before you rather, they would know Bill Bixby from The Incredible Hulk. I feel like, but also a few other shows that he did because he did a few seminal TV shows. Yeah, would you be aware of what those shows are? No, I would not. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mark, would you be aware of who those shows are? This is the this is like the worst quiz of all time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the only quiz I know how to make, Mark. It's a terrible one. It's, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's what is the one? The one where there was more context clues than that, or, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know that he was in one where the kid grew up to be the lead singer of Dr. No, the band. <laughs> Is that the courtship of Eddie's father? Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's there it. you go. There you yes, go. exactly. <laughs> now, to be fair, Mark and I would only have seen some of these on reruns. Mm-hmm. Even The Incredible Hulk, which I think would make it into syndication. That's probably how we saw for the later seasons and then into syndication. That's probably how we caught up with the late 70s versions at least i wouldn't have been i wouldn't have remembered the late 70s right i was just so little i was so young yeah there was a time but (laughs) for these movies to come back bill bixby is now directing and from the book you wouldn't like me when i'm angry a hulk companion they (laughs) bill bixby says he says about this movie he says it's certainly the best thing i've ever done as a director and i'm very pleased with my acting in it it's a very emotional show as the title would imply If the ratings are good, you never can tell what might happen. But there is a sense of finality to it. While we were watching the last scene in the picture, several people in the room were crying and no one could speak (laughs) when the lights came up. (laughs) (laughs) Several people were crying? Yeah. No one could speak when the lights came up because they were like, what do we say? Bill's right there. Bill keeps going, what'd you think? 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 You're like, ah. You're like, I just need a minute to compose myself. Run, run. One of those people that was crying, though, was probably, uh, was actually Lou Ferrigno. He was very upset to say goodbye to the character. He did not want to. That makes sense. Um, This was kind of a big family affair for him in this film because his wife plays the bank teller. And at the time, she was pregnant with uh, their second son, I believe. So he said, my family's kind of in there. And then his young son like saw him in the Hulk makeup for the first time because he was not, uh, I don't think he had been born when he did the TV show. Speaking of the bank teller scene, if you Mm -hmm. were waiting in line at at a bank teller window, which I admit most people don't do these days. Right. But let's say any, any line and you accidentally flat tire the kid in front of you is your immediate reaction to lean down and hold that kid's hand and get real close and say you okay you all right and then do the little scamp like rub the head right and conversely if someone did that to your kid would you pull your kid closer to you yes but he's doing that to to not raise suspicion as to who what his real identity is which right. I would argue playing someone that special needs only calls more attention to you. <laughs> Who also has your same first name. Did you not want to have another name entirely? Would that not help better well, disguise? They'll never get me. I'm a, di- what was, I forget his last name, but he's David with a B, but it's not Banner. It's so close though. It's like, what? that's not a big disguise, my friend. Well, one of the things that we learn in this movie is whatever town they're living in, it takes very little dis- uh, disguise to completely throw everybody off. Right. Like, mm-hmm. simply change your shirt. No one knows who you are. People, right. yeah. it's a town full of people with face blindness. They have right. no idea. <laughs> right. When you walk out the door, right. 
they, right. it's like you disappeared. You're like playing peekaboo with everybody around you. If you just cover your face for a second God, with your hands you look- and then reveal, <laughs> you're like, oh, who's this person? I haven't seen you right. before. I'm the, the town without object permanence. Somebody walks behind a barrier. They're like, well, that person disappeared. How strange. <laughs> Because this movie has a lot of very poor disguises. Oh, yeah. That looks just like the lady I was just talking to at the bar, but she had red hair and earrings, so you can't be the same person. <laughs> that said, I did think about that, and I was like, if if somebody pulled that, I probably would have dismissed it, because who does that? Who suddenly shows up? But you can go two ways on that. You can say, I don't know who this is, because she doesn't have red hair and earrings. Or you go... Uh-huh. Didn't you fucking just have red hair and earrings on? What the hell just happened? <laughs> right. But he doesn't because he doesn't even stop her. He looks at her for a second quizzically and then he goes, eh, not, the, not, not my girl. Because my girl has red hair and those big bobbly earrings, those big dangly things. So Who also went to the bathroom but never came back out. <laughs> right. <laughs> she had what she needed. By the way, this movie was written by Gerald DePego, who also wrote The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, which we will eventually also talk about, Mark. Oh, God, he goes on trial? Because this is the third movie, of course. In our typical style here on the on the NWPP, we like to start at the end of a franchise. If you can mm-hmm. look at the TV movies as a franchise, we are starting with the very last one. Oh. But there are two other Incredible Hulk movies that New World Television released. Um, he, uh, also, uh, he also wrote Sharky's Machine oh, and 1996's Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Starring uh, John Travolta. I was like, wait a minute. Not the Dario Gento one. <laughs> no, not Phenomena. <laughs> yep. Phenomena. Yeah, he's... Gerald DePego is just his American name. That's just what... That's what Dario Argento goes by in America. <laughs> he's like, I'm busy making my films. And then, you know, I run off and I make some Incredible Hulk films. And I just... Yeah. <laughs> separate career in, in, in Hollywood where I'm Gerald DePego. <laughs> uh-huh. He also wrote uh, 2001's Angel Eyes, but also a lot of TV movies, including this another one. one in 1990 on NBC, A Mom for Christmas, starring the late Olivia Newton-John. It's a Christmas wish for the mom she never had. It's what I want. You want a mom for the holidays. Now, with a little magic, a miracle is coming to life. Hi. When the magic spell is over, Midnight. can one little girl's love keep the magic alive? Till Christmas, never forget. Olivia Newton-John's first TV movie, A Mom for Christmas, on NBC, Monday. <laughs> wow. Wow, indeed. Wow. I was wondering, Mark, has is this, I know you watch around the holidays, you watch a lot of Lifetime and Hallmark movies. Is this one ever come up? It hasn't. I didn't even know this one existed. It's time this to put is now this on the list. The rotation. Yeah. Can you imagine how fucking stoked you'd be if you're if you're like, I wish I could just have a mom, and you got Olivia Newton John? You're yeah. like, holy shit! I hit the grand prize on that one. Granted, I had to grow up without a mom for a while, so that kind of sucked. But then <laughs> it paid off pretty well. <laughs> Are you saying that because Olivia Newton John was really pretty, and you're like, sweet. Like yes, because she yes. is no, right. also I, now I, your mom. So it's not as if like, you can be like, "Holy shit, my mom's hot!" Like that's weird. 
that's a weird thing. But she's also like a good singer. <laughs> she that's that. See, yeah. I mean, if yeah, you're good excited, singing. she could yeah. sing songs. Good actor. Yeah. 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 It's not always physical. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's vocal, Ryan. You know. <laughs> Sometimes it's all about the pipes. Here's where you can watch. Here's good pipes. You, good pipes. That makes a good mom. Just a good set of pipes. <laughs> <laughs> my kid can't read but he can carry a tune <laughs> hey, that's a good mom where you can watch this is well nowhere oh. <laughs> there is a dvd that you can purchase online uh wherever you want to find that uh and that's how we watch this we both uh, have dvd we both own this movie yeah yay <laughs> Uh, but that's really how you can watch it it's kind of hard to see um as donald bortress told us a lot of the new world catalog that was released on tv has ended up going to disney so you know you guys will just have to write disney and ask them to release the death of the incredible hulk on uh on blu-ray if you want to see this um maybe it'll show up in disney plus at some point you never know uh now though it is time for us to talk about what this movie is about Mark, what is the death of the Incredible Hulk about? There's a lot. It, it's about a lot of things. But if if I could narrow it down to one thing, it is about the special, fast found love that can only happen with people that work in a lab. Lab love. That's lab love. Because <laughs> you work in a windowless you, room. Yeah. If you, you know. work in a windowless room with someone, within days you will yeah. form a bond, a familial that, bond, almost. a familial bond. <laughs> You will, you will find your Olivia Newton John in a in a lab. <laughs> you just have to keep loving her, and maybe at midnight she'll stay in the lab. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Erica, what is this movie about? I agree with Mark. There, it's much more complicated than the title implies. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But for me, I think the biggest takeaway was it's super easy to trick men. Like so easy. Very. It's very, so easy. Really to easy. Fast one. Mm-hmm. I mean, yikes. Yeah. Super no, easy. Very yeah. true. And it's also easy to trick female security guards. Mm, so yeah. they're another mm-hmm. very trickable. Mm-hmm. They want to make friends. Yeah. They really want. It's a lonely profession. They're ready to make friends with someone at the laundromat, like yeah. very quick, or the dry cleaners rather, and they mm-hmm. are ready to make good, good pals yeah. instantaneously. Well, I thought it, this movie is about the fact that crime does not pay because mm-hmm. you can work at, for a secret criminal, secret criminal organization, but you're going to need to keep your day job selling cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. So like at night, you're, you're kidnapping scientists and taking them back mm-hmm. to the lair. And then you're like, oh, I got to wake up. I got to hopefully I can sell that Benz today. Yeah, that was, that was a BMW, but that's OK. <laughs> ah, I thought I I thought I maybe remembered it correctly. I knew I I knew Mark would, though. See, it's like we're in a lab together. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the letterbox synopsis. We are on letterbox. So give us a follow there. Wait. During the critical experiment that would rid David Banner of the Hulk, a spy sabotages the laboratory. Banner falls in love with the spy, Yasmin, or Jasmine, as the name is spelled, (laughs) who performs missions only because her sister is being held hostage by Yasmin's superiors. Banner and Yasmin try to escape from the enemy agents to rebuild their lives together, but the Hulk is never far from them. (laughs) Well, you're, I mean, that's true. That is yeah, true. Sure. Mm-hmm. They're missing the whole stuff. Sub- always with them. 
right. Hulk is not far away because he is also David. Mm-hmm. So yeah, or Bruce. But yeah, <laughs> but there's David also... Mark in this multiverse. It's David. <laughs> but okay. there's also the part where he wants to get rid of the Hulk. So he's been working on his own experiments in the lab. There's him befriending. Is it the lab manager, um, Doctor Pratt? Is yeah, the he's the like manager? lead scientist. He's the lead, a lead scientist of this lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, and they, him, and his <laughs> Doctor Pratt and his wife and him, mm-hmm. Amy Pratt, start a start mm-hmm. a, a very. I mean, they they find they form a bond that goes if, yes beyond what you would expect after a only knowing each other friendship. for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we skip over that. It seems like it's just a love story. The love story kicks in later. Right. Yeah. Right. He has to save her eventually, but that's after he has already, in a way, fallen in love with the scientist and his wife. Yeah. Exactly. It's a bit of a bromance and then a romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we're saying, though, a Banner is in hiding, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. He's hiding out in this lab that we start out with. Which I believe is in Vancouver, Canada. I believe this is all shot up there. Mm. I don't know. Uh, like I was saying, he is maybe on yeah. the spectrum. He's yep. a little dumb. And the only reason you know that that's at all the case, because it's not like Bill Bixby is doing anything really overt. But the only thing he's doing that you can tell something's wrong was A, he's super nice. So gross. What's wrong with you? <laughs> There's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And he cannot remember his goddamn thermos. To yeah. save himself, yeah. so you know, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, yeah. David, something's not right with that guy because he cannot remember that. Thermos. Right, and he's also trying to scrub out an imperfection in the cement floor, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a little wink of like, see, he's a oh, little bit obsessive compulsive, but you know, <laughs> that's David, right? right. Yeah. yeah, and just no one could ever find him there. A, um, a man who was formerly a scientist, <laughs> who right. was on the run. <laughs> We would never find him in a laboratory. <laughs> right. And to be Who, clear, it's not as if he does any sort of disguise, like grows a beard. No, no. Or a mustache no. or dyes his hair. Mm-mm, he looks mm-mm. the same, right? Absolutely yeah. the assuming. same. I mean, yes. I haven't. You have not seen I'm the original show, the third, but absolutely. Second, first. I'm assuming he looks the same. Mm-hmm. He looks exactly the same. Exactly He's even the same. wearing, yes. he's even still wearing these oversized cardigan sweaters that he always used to wear. Yep. I mean, he's, he's got the same not, style. <laughs> his first name is still David. And it's not as though he didn't end up on the news at all being the Hulk. So right. Uh, right. <laughs> no object permanence in the lab or in the town. Or yeah. really, if you got to think the security guards, the security guards have done nothing. And when he got the job, they clearly did nothing to vet him. Right. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But that wasn't a job that you filled out. Like you didn't have to submit a resume. You filled out an application because it's like a janitorial job. Sure, sure, sure. So, and this is before everything's. Well, I mean, not every company had like access to huge databases. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. But he's there pretending to be on the cleaning staff so he can solve scientific equations late at night, which made me wonder: Is this where Matt Damon and Ben Affleck came up with Goodwill Hunting after Mm. watching this? Mm-hmm. Because possible. feels like perhaps. Well, let me ask you. He's trying to 
while the while the lab doesn't have access to a huge database, it does have access to a huge genome database that he's using to figure mm-hmm. out why he turns into the into the Incredible Hulk. Maybe I missed this. Obviously, I don't like Marvel movies, so I would not have done any research. But it kind of seems to me like that's the coolest fucking thing about him. So why would you want to get rid of that? You know what only happens when you get angry. You know that you historically have saved people versus caused death and destruction every time. Mm-hmm. I would think that's kind of, isn't that badass? Don't you want to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm a janitor. But here's the thing. If I get angry, I can destroy everything and I can heal myself. Why does he want to get away from that? Well, Mark, if you get drunk with power like that, then you end up being one of his villains. That's Then you become an abomination. <laughs> get it? You get it, Mark? That's one of his. I, that's one of his nemesis. I, I don't know. I don't know the story. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I just know that the coolest thing about David Banner is that he is the Incredible Hulk. He also, when they when they do get him to, you're turn talking into about the Hulk, sweaters, Mark. You're really skipping all of those cool sweaters. Mm-hmm. When he turns into the Incredible Hulk, they they videotape him in the lab, and I know I'm jumping a little bit ahead here, but he yeah, says. That's fine. He he watches the videotape and says, the first time I've seen myself like this. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. You have never been in front of anything that reflects an image up until this point. Like you've never, you were never the Hulk and walked by like a, a pool of water and went, huh, that's well, what I look he like, He huh? would not see, he wouldn't see, like when he becomes the Hulk, he's not himself. So he wouldn't remember anything that the Hulk sees. However, to your point... He did get caught on the news at certain times. I mean, is there any point in the show where he maybe had seen? I mean, I still love that moment. I love that moment where he's like, "Wow, he'd never seen himself to the point where, where Amy Pratt has to go to cool it because Doctor Pratt's asking him all these questions and he's just sitting there stunned, looking at the television." But yeah, you'd think like, hadn't you seen anything like even a picture or something in the news or something on some sort of, you know, right. uh, news right. footage yeah, or newspaper, something? I mean, something. I mean, you know, and also I'm going to call a little bit of bullshit on not seeing yourself because there is a scene where he and Jasmine, he's the Incredible Hulk. And she says, go, you got to run, David. You got to run. And he goes, oh, okay. And he runs. (laughs) So he knows, he knows who the fuck he is. He knows who the fuck she is. He knows he has to run. Okay. So he knows what's going on. Okay. I see that. Yeah, he does. As Hulk, he seems to have a little bit of uh, knowledge. And of course, in the comic books and in the movies, that's always the case. They know a little bit about each other. A little bit. But they fear each other. They don't like each other. That's the thing, Mark. That's the dichotomy. That's what he has to live with. It's difficult. Maybe it was one of those things like, sure, he sees himself all the time. But that was the moment that he truly saw himself. Yeah, Mark. You know? Yeah. He was like... This movie's deeper than you thought. Yeah, man, it's deep. You know what I mean? He was looking at it and he was, he was seeing himself. He was finally like, wow. drinking it in, though. You yeah. know, he was really finally I'm going, old. Man. I'm angry. I'm complicated. I'm green. My hair is bonkers. Bonkers. <laughs> I got these... I've got no these... Uh, these contact lenses in that are hurting my eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. Those contact lenses, though, it's still dope. Every single time he suddenly has those those white contacts, it's still awesome. I still love it. He just gets such like a look on his face, and his eyes go so big, and you're like, "Oh, it's happening!" By the way, we did talk about Yasmin or Jasmine, David's Jasmine. love interest, but also one of the film's villains for a for a time, mm-hmm. an industrial spy working for the one armed man. 
one armed man from the fugitive with Harrison Ford. That's Andreas Katsulas, who is uh, played, who would later play the, uh, the one armed man in the fugitive movie version. Um, Yasmin is played by Elizabeth Grayson, who is formerly, um, she was formerly Miss America. Oh, no shit. And apparently, again, I'm going back to this book. Uh, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry, a whole companion. Uh, apparently Bixby says that it, it took a little bit to get the network to buy into having Elizabeth Grayson because she was a Miss America. Uh, because she was Miss America in 1982, says Phil Bixby, we had a hard time selling her to the network. They said, a beauty queen? Did he not understand that they were excited? <laughs> Would they not be? <laughs> I mean, I understand she's starting out. She had she had done a few acting roles, but she was mm-hmm. kind of just getting her feet wet as an actress. But would you be like, heck yeah, a, a former <laughs> Miss America, like, and Bill Bixby back as Hulk? I don't, I don't know. I don't see the. Who knows? We're talking about New World here. Who, who knows? What's, I mean, what's who happening, did he but. want? Judy Dench. I mean, what's like, what? What was it? Who would? Who do you that think was going to have been amazing? This? That would have been amazing. If Judy Dench was in this. Judy Dench would have actually committed to one accent, which would have helped me understand Mm -hmm. where where the the origin story of her character a little bit better. Because uh, Yasmin Jasmine has an accent sometimes and then absolutely doesn't have an accent. In fact, the only accent she really commits to is the one in the dry cleaners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When she comes in. Speaking of that, and I know you mentioned it earlier. If someone, you come into a dry cleaners. And someone bumps into you, you drop all your shit on the floor, and then proceeds to talk to you like this. What are you going to say? <sighs> Give up. <sighs> Don't you wish clothes would come in food colors? Because you know you're going to spill something. I'd like a marinara sauce dress, please. A mustard skirt. Red wine slide. Oh, no, no, no. I gave up red wine as soon as I got white carpeting. I just won't allow it in the house. If the guest brings over red wine, I say leave it outside the door. Bye. And then immediately, I mean, bye. As someone who's had a lot of real awkward conversations and just talks to everybody for no reason other than just it's who I am. A real Midwesterner in Los Angeles. I was really <laughs> charmed by it. Because I have said, I've had a lot of equally unimportant interactions mm-hmm. with people where I feel like they're like, "What? why are you mm-hmm. talking to me, first of all? <laughs> I just initiate conversation. Mark, you've been people. out of LA just a little too long because that's one of the more pleasant interactions in Los Angeles. <laughs> Granted, I think this is supposed to be set in Portland, but it felt like that scene was very much felt like an LA sort of uh, thing where it felt like, oh, well, we had a real kind of connection there. And then they immediately bolted. That's very much like like Los Angeles trying mm-hmm. to talk to strangers where they're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say a little bit. I'm going to hit you with something that's really mm-hmm. kind of personal. And then I'm out and I will never see you again. Goodbye. Yep. yep. I'm usually doing it, though, because I'm like, quick, say something crazy because you just farted and this person's going to smell it. <laughs> oh, my God. Black hats. Where do they get the dye? What do they do? Grind up bats. Gotta go. Finger guns and I'm out. <laughs> that person, you leave and you're like, phew. And that person's like. Man, that lady farted. I know she farted. 100%. <laughs> that lady farted a thousand percent. I can smell But it. that was a good accent. The accent that she's trying <laughs> the in the rest of the movie yes. is, yeah. is, is real hit and miss. It was a real new world accent. But she had to have some kind of accent because I think what they're trying to kind of do with her character is doing a little bit of a Black Widow type thing. Black Widow is originally from Russia, Mark. Just so you know, she was a Russian spy. Oh. 
And so I think they were sort of kind of doing a little something with that. Her sister has an accent, if you remember. Mm -hmm. That's also because her sister is played uh, by an actress, Anna Katarina, who is from Switzerland. So she had no choice with that accent. She was... She, she just had it. Um, so maybe she was also trying to match that just a little. I'm not sure. It didn't last very long. You're right. This was the most committed act. Absolutely. Um, speaking, though, of uh, Elizabeth Grayson, she would go on from this. She's best known from uh, the Highlander TV series. <laughs> she was in the Highlander TV series as like a recurring role. And then she's in a spinoff show for like a season where she's like the main character. She would uh, right after this be in the Steven Seagal movie Mark for Death. The same year as this. And in 1991, she was in a thriller called Lower Level, directed by Reform School Girls assistant director Christine Peterson and written by Joel the Swass. Swass Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Also, earlier in the 80s, she had an affair with uh, future President Bill Clinton when he was a governor of Arkansas. No kidding. Yeah. 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 That didn't come out till much later. But how about that? Yeah. And she's the master of a wig. She has oh, to yeah. have so many wigs. Mm-hmm. Again, another thing about Black Widow is that she's really good at being in disguises. I, I yep. don't, don't so, care. Don't you know what I'm saying, right, Mark? No, I have a lot no of idea. Disposable don't care. Wigs. Don't care at all. <laughs> did you see what? Did you see the Black Widow, Mark? The movie? Nope. So B- Bill has been sneaking into this lab, and he finally gets caught by Doctor Pratt. Doctor Pratt figures out who he is because this guy's been sneaking into the lab. Sure. And then we get into this montage where immediately Bill tells Dr. Pratt that he's the Incredible Hulk or he turns into mm-hmm. the Incredible Hulk. So he and he says, I turn into this thing that destroys everything. I, I become huge. I can heal myself. I'm unstoppable. Dr. Pratt even says you're not not invincible, but like you, you can never die. Yeah, you know, that's incredible. Immortal. Immortal is the word. I see that's a very superhero thing to say. So I would never that's not top of mind. But yeah, there's also there was also a uh a comic book called The Immortal Hulk. I so I feel like I should stop talking. <laughs> so he doesn't die? I mean according to the comic book. I, I don't know if that's a hundred percent true, but like, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty hard to kill him. You know. So he says that he can turn into a monster that he can heal himself and gets immediately invited over to their house. And spends a few days playing chess, mm-hmm. eating chocolate mm-hmm. cake, sleeping on their couch. Yep. Yeah. Hanging out mm-hmm. with him and his wife. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, who Dr. helps Pratt, him with chess? She's against her husband. She mm-hmm. wants David to win. Well, also David sucks at chess. Clearly. clearly. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's like helping a child with chess. You got to just you got to give him a break. The gamma radiation actually takes away the gameplay part of your brain. Right. Right. I mean, good in labs, bad in chess. That's that's the takeaway. Right. right. That's, you know, you can't But turn there's into no a giant there's green guy there's now, no so. fear that he could go full rage and destroy them. And they just say, "Sure, come over, sleep at our house." And in the meantime, they form a bond that is like his these are his parents and mm-hmm. Well, you have to get child. him upset. What was he going to get upset when he's sitting around, you know, let that chess game play out. Let that chess game wants him to win. She wants him to win so he doesn't get angry. And they're right. keeping him fed. But they're plying him with cake. And they're just trying to keep him happy. Yeah, because it's know? hard to get angry when you're eating cake. Yeah, you're like, oh, I wanted. You're like, God <laughs> damn it. Mm. Oh, wait a minute. Oof, God, that icy. Ooh, okay. All right, I'm all right. So what you're saying is 
the Hulk series could have been a lot different had they just had ample amounts of chocolate cake all around, everywhere. They just gave him cake. cake. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like that's a series I could get behind. (laughs) The Incredible Hulk eats cake. That's the Avengers. (laughs) That's the Avengers Endgame. Is they just feed Hulk some cake? Yeah. (laughs) Keep it coming. Is that a joke? I have no idea. No, I, as far I, as I know, that doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not. I mean, okay. it is kind of, but it's not a. It's that's not not anything. I, Hulk's not even the issue in Endgame, Mark. It's Thanos. <laughs> he's the problem. He's a problem in the first Avengers movie. Okay? Uh, this Just is because be such a long month. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, Doctor Pratt is played by Philip Sterling, who's a longtime TV actor. Who did mostly like TV movies, but he played the Russian UN representative in Meteor, oh, which we talked really? about. Really? Oh. In Disastuary, in our month where we talked about disaster like films. That. Yeah. But you didn't quite see it, recognize him because he does not wear a toupee in that film. <laughs> <laughs> but he does wear it in this one. <laughs> By the way, he does, uh, they, they do do uh, a, some research in the lab. You were talking about Dr. Pratt wanted to, I need to see the monster. So they get him into the lab. He creates a force field to contain David. So that when he becomes the Hulk, which he does, they record it as we talked about. And then he gets to Mm -hmm. see it. But let's go back to what I first said. He created a force field. I think we uh, are skipping over the most amazing (laughs) scientific uh, creation in this movie in that apparently force fields are not anything to be worried about force fields are nothing Mm -hmm. that's oh yeah i mean anyone can create a force field (laughs) that would contain one of the strongest creatures on the planet that's not a big deal yeah easy Easy. come on i did a force field for my thesis (laughs) simple i put i made my first force field when i was eight (laughs) give me a break (laughs) give me something hard like thorazine clidazine thiazine (laughs) that's hard that is tough stuff they uh do come up with a solution but dr pratt not before dr press his whole research is getting shut down yeah Yeah, cutting that funding that's the worst cutting that funding because he's taking too long i don't well what you don't know is the uh he blew the force field budget what are we supposed to do for the rest of the year force fields What are we supposed to do with these 57 force fields that we have sitting in the back? Yeah, what are we going to do with we these? We all appreciate the fact that every single one of us has our own individual force field. Thank you. That was great. And I yeah. use it all the time. So thank you for that. But still, like, I mean, it's just that wasn't why we brought you here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's just the introduction of a problem that doesn't need to exist. Right, right, right. <laughs> because it all goes to shit anyway, and it had nothing to do with the budget. They could have mm-hmm. just been like, we're going to do it tonight. You're going to not be the Hulk, and it's going to be yeah. great. And then Yasmin comes in and fucks it all up. I mean, they didn't yeah. need the but That was five minutes of quality time that didn't need to be in the movie. Well, here's the thing, though. What it did make me think, and I had to go back. I watched it a second time, and then I had to rewind it again and watch it another time just to make sure I knew exactly what this is so i'm going to ask you because i say this a lot i feel like on this podcast but i'm not a scientist but so (laughs) 
Oh shit! Thank you for oh, the reminder. I just wanted Whoopsies. I want to make sure that's clear. Oh, God, Sometimes I was just telling a neighbor yesterday. You know my husband, the scientist. He um he he's on the podcast with me, and uh, he's wasting away on a movie podcast. Yeah, he's a scientist. He's a scientist, but he loves movies. <laughs> Bye. Oh, like new movies? No, old movies. Anyway, here's a piece of mail that we got. That's yours. <laughs> Bye. Did she just crop dust me with that mail? (laughs) Then I got to run off because I am farted. That lady definitely farted. She's our neighbor. She know I'm going to see her again. Um, So, but do you, can you guys, can either one of you explain what Dr. Pratt's research is? Yeah. It's um, chalkboard research where he's figuring (laughs) out a complicated science problem. He's not doing a chalkboard though. He's using he's using markers, right? All right, um, marker board. God damn it! You're the scientist. I don't know. Mark? Some kind of nuclear research because there's like some nuclear element that's in there is a radioactive element. Yes. yes. Correct. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yep. Oh wait, you guys could have just uncovered me as a non-scientist. You know, <laughs> no. put put me on again. On I'm trial not here. a scientist, which is why it took Ugh. me literally almost three viewings to catch what the heck this was. <laughs> There is sometimes in my brain when they start going into scientific talk, and it, it's a movie, so they're not going to get into it in any sort of depth in a way that an actual scientist will be like, oh, sure. But my brain just turns off. <laughs> it just goes, it's all just white noise all of a but sudden. I'm like, I don't, back, I'll never remember this. It doesn't matter. Did it turn back on at two in the morning and you're like, fuck, what kind of scientist was he? <laughs> all right, I got to get up and that, watch it. You are not wrong. That is exactly what does happen. Then I watch the movie and I'll go, oh, wait, what kind of scientist was he? What did he do? Anyway, what he did is Because you breeze using... past that scene again and you're like, nope, still didn't hear it. Still... I, second time through, absolutely. Second time through, I was like, I got to really pay attention this time. And then I watch yeah. it again. I was like, still don't, still don't know. Yeah. I had to go back. So what he's doing is he's using radioactive isotopes in order to help the human body heal itself. That's what he's doing. And so apparently, though, the application of this is to strap someone into a chair, suspend it above the ground, and shove a laser into their brain. That uh-huh. is how you do it. Right, right. So, <laughs> right. While wearing a clear plastic visor mask, like visor yep. helmet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And yep. you're not just I suspended. felt like that was just a splash guard in case anything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just keep keep the doctor's farts out of his eyes. <laughs> Couldn't risk a tear up. <laughs> that All those bananas. If a tear runs down, non-stop. it might get in the way of the laser. Yeah. All that banana bread. All those bananas. Farting nonstop. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought that was... And the thing is, the original contraption, which Erica will not know, but the original contraption that he puts himself in when he does the experiment and stuff in the original like pilot, uh, it does have a similar kind of feel. So I was watching it the first time going, oh, sure, okay, this kind of weird contraption, this all makes sense. But, but later, again, woke up in the middle of the night like, but wait a minute, what was they? What were they trying to do in that machine? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he gets angry and turns into a monster. He's like, well, don't worry. Let me suspend you above the ground, strap you in like I'm trying to hurt you, and I'm just going to beam a laser into your head. That should keep you calm. <laughs> right. But it, but it will take a little time to ramp up. 
And yeah. you're, you're oh, not need time. laying we on need your stomach exactly. You're at sort no, of a 45 degree side. angle, like, but on your belly. He's like, it's almost like he's in one of those like uh, <laughs> roller coaster rides where it's just the chair and it spins in a circle. And eventually right. you're like basically on your side and you want to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> he's yep. like one of those chairs. Mm hmm. Uh, um, as you said, Yasmin messes this whole up, the whole thing up, ruins the research, but twist. Sets the lab on fire. Sets the lab on fire, but Ugh. saves Dr. Pratt. Yeah. Twist, bigger twist. They, uh, he ends up saving her because she gets shot. And bigger twist, they fall in love. Yeah, which takes some time, but they do. <laughs> And uh, they fall in love as she helps him break into the hospital to see Dr. Pratt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he is the only one able to bring Dr. Pratt out of his coma. Mm -hmm. Let's save it and for they both Ryan's wear, favorite scene. They both wear costumes in that. <laughs> they both wear costumes. They Double both, costumes yeah. because they dress yeah. up as a doctor and yep. a nurse. And then she does a different nurse outfit and mm -hmm. he does a patient. Yeah. He and he puts a little uh, gauze on his eye. And that's his all you eye. need. And that's you all can. you need. He doesn't. No one wants to look at that. No one wants to look right. at a gross old eye. It's Everyone's like, oh. gonna be like, mm, yeah. I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, don't want to see that. Yeah, it's genius. <laughs> so then they get they they just in time they save Doctor they get Doctor Pratt out of his coma, leave the hospital. <laughs> Work right. is done. Mm -hmm. Right, just in time for them to get kidnapped, mm -hmm. and that of course leads to our big ending at the airfield. Ah, oh, man, I think it's time. Oh, it's absolutely time for things we loved and things we hated. <laughs> That's right. We're going to talk about the things we loved and the things we hated about the death of the Incredible Hulk. Mark, what is something that you loved? Did you love anything? There was not a lot to love. I got to admit. I got to <laughs> admit. I did like, uh, one of the things I loved I was the costumes and the changing yeah. of the costumes because they're terrible. They're no more creative or complicated than what you see in Fletch, mm -hmm. but they're mm -hmm. surrounding themselves by the same people all the time. So right. the, it's like you just put a little gauze on your eye and still wearing the same sweater that you walked in with and everyone's like i have no idea who that guy is but he had a lab um, coat over it initially so <laughs> right under <laughs> over the oversized cardigan sweater that you could see which everyone under. wore then mark <laughs> right right frankly i, but I wrap like myself up in it <laughs> don't i won't know who you are <laughs> For movies. Like, where's Ryan? Where's my husband, scientist? Ryan. I just put on one of those big oversized chunky sweaters and then just put a patch over my eye. And she's like, uh, excuse me, sir. Have you seen Who are you? You are not. You're in the wrong house. Yeah, it, there's for a movie that is about the death of the Incredible Hulk, yeah. there is a shocking amount of costume changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that, if you're going into it, maybe not caring Wait. so much about the Incredible Hulk side, maybe not caring so much about the superhero part, but Is this you, you like Are you talking about you? Fletch. <laughs> if you do like the movie Fletch. Oh, okay, or, okay. Then this, there are parts of this movie you'll enjoy. So this is how you got through it, is that you were like, these are silly, dumb prop ups <laughs> like in Fletch. This is how you got through the movie. This is how I got through it. Especially like Fletch, when so I'll he just goes try to, to the car dealership. Mm -hmm. And he, yeah. asked to, he asked for the 
the best is this the top end model he said yes this is the top end model and the one question he asks is how big is the trunk like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's of all the questions you would ask when doing your research on a car the trunk size is probably towards the like 47th or 48th question but he he shot that one right up to the top and oh i laughed God. out loud i thought that, that was scene funny. is terrific when he's <laughs> suddenly oh here's the wife <laughs> I mean, amazing. she's like in the alley. Like he's already been peeling out, driving around before yeah. he finds his his wife's just walking around town. Uh, and he's he goes ne- over he's and a never in the suspects. Middle. This guy never suspects, and he's one of the he's one of the kidnappers of the Prats. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, amazing, amazing. Yeah. the The amount of intel that everybody has on each other is yeah. never like. How do they know? All of a sudden, I guess you'd have to assume Yasmin knows, but they just know his day job at the dealership. Just like later when or, or earlier when they're chasing uh, David and they just have those trucks and they're just chasing him at night. Like, how did they suddenly know where he was? It's just like everybody just had intel on each other. It didn't matter. They just all knew. They knew the most intimate secrets, even though banner's been walking around for months <laughs> with him. Mm-hmm. i mean it's like and they're then duped by the the simplest of costumes yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah. an amazing world it's an amazing world and i loved it <laughs> erica what's something you loved i loved a lot of things mm-hmm. i loved the <laughs> the whole facility when they do sort of the outside takes of the facility it, it was just so like 70s and wonderful and it's in the middle of just sort of like a forest area so i loved that i love the prats oh my god i loved everything about them their relationship their home we got a little sneak peek helping each other to laugh and mm-hmm. just you know co-workers who found love and they were married they took in david i thought the music was hilarious the, the music like, is hilarious oh my yes. gosh yeah i can only describe it as like keyboard noodling in tense moments where it would be like it was like hysterical like someone just got a Casio and was like hell yeah just jamming just jamming I'm a scientist but at night I'm a musician yeah that plus like the the slap bass that was always in the background too carrying the melody along Oh, so man. It was so good. crazy. I loved, I loved the heavy that was like the henchman of of the top villain who just looked like any guy you've ever seen before, just very <laughs> unassuming. But that he, I guess, was strong or violent. We'll never know. He only pulled Yasmin's arms behind her once, and she was like, ah! <laughs> like, but he held her arms yeah. behind her, mm-hmm. like you would do if somebody was like. Oh hey, can you like can you help me stretch out? Like, can you protect my back? It right. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like a particularly uncomfortable hold. I, I thought I found his whole presence and character hilarious. I think there's so much going on in this movie that and it doesn't need it, but what the hell? At this it's point, it's in there. It's in there. Let's go for it. I just I really liked it. Yeah. Sorry, um, Mark. I really yeah. liked it. I thought it was ridiculous and no, fun. I, I'm with you on a lot of There's this. A so let's cabin love scene. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, <laughs> there is a full on sex scene that is just 
hilarious. I, I can't describe it's it's the most unsexy yeah, he, right. yet hilarious sex scene I've ever seen. They were they were he was like, I'm gonna cast a Miss America, and they were like, Don't. And he's like, Hold on a minute, I'm gonna show her naked back often. Yeah. They're like, We're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done, Bixby. Yeah. And she has a beautiful back, but that's all you're getting. You get no buns. <laughs> that's it. Yep. You don't even get legs. It's a I TV mean, it's, movie. Like it's they're a TV like movie. You're, you're it was the fact we got her back. Yeah. Just to go back really quick, because I left this out and I'll plane part that plane section. Lou Ferrigno talks about how he got hurt a lot on this shoot mm. and he almost totally biffed it and died on this plane part because oh God. he says the plane scene itself was scary because it was done late at night. They had the airplane going. It was raining very hard. If I went outside, my green makeup would run. So Bill told me, run for the plane, and as soon as you get close to the wing, make a banana turn around and go beyond the plane. A banana turn around? <laughs> a banana turn around. Make like a banana and turn around. <laughs> oh, I know that common phrase. <laughs> it's what this says. Make a banana turn around. With the rain and contact lenses, I could barely see anything at all in front of me. I turned, and suddenly the plane's wing was right at my at face level. My face. I put my head down just in time. If that wing had hit my head, I would have seen Jesus. Wow. So, Yikes. Yeah. Um, to get uh, to things I loved, I'm going to be with you on a lot of this because uh, just real quick, there's a couple things. I think you will uh, agree on things I loved, particularly. You could always close out the world when you wanted to. You just blur your eyes and make everybody go away. And then you travel through your thoughts. Until the right words bring you back. Like, Ronnie, take my hand. <laughs> yes! Ronnie, will you rub my back? <laughs> will you rub my back? We yes! were well that several times. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yes. Her lines throughout the movie are... I mean... I'm telling in, you, the Pratt's. They are the most incredible oh. of this movie. The they got deep. They got deep into some monologues. This is her talking to her comatose husband. Will you rub my back? We were like, did she just say, will you rub my back? <laughs> yes, she we did. We were like, wait, what? I, I'm still bewildered and... Yeah. And, and I love it. Um, oh. When David is being, like I, I said uh, earlier, when he's being chased by those trucks and he sees the general store in the distance, and he, which is clearly closed, and he runs to it and then he bangs on the door and goes, hey, hey, as if someone's just simply not opening for him. The lights like, are out, oh, dude. Like, oh, <laughs> didn't see you there, bud. Oh, there's someone at the door. <laughs> I had just locked it. I mean, if the, if the lights are down, they're yeah. not showing up because they're jerks. They're just not there. Right. And then <laughs> and then I always dug in the show when Bixby was frightened because he always, he's really good at playing a guy who just, he hates physical confrontation. And I get it. He doesn't want to get into confrontation. He's going to turn to the Hulk. Right. But he just, it's like, I think I always was like, I, I'm with Bill Bixby here because I don't want to get in a fight either. <laughs> so, it, uh, so it cracks me up that he's banging on the door and then, uh, and then it's just an empty store and you know, the whole thing as it turns out. Also, as it turns out, they sent one guy in each truck. <laughs> yeah. A guy, yes. one guy for each truck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. So just enough guys, but not enough guys. You know what I mean? Before that, they're like, "Do you want to ride with me?" No, I got my. No, own no, no. Truck. I'm gonna take my truck. I'm gonna take my drive. truck. But <laughs> I want to drive. Well, why don't we both drive in the same truck? Because no, we'll go no, 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 no. after we kill him, I want to go home. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
I want to come back tonight. here. I just, I, I need to catch up. <laughs> where that gas it. station is, it's closer to my house anyway. So it's just going to oh, be a quick right. jaunt you're to right. get You're right. Yeah. You don't want to take the long way home. <laughs> it's like you the, just dishing out the assignments are like you and you are going to go kill him and everyone else in the room is like oh man I guess we don't have anything to do tonight well. no assignment for us also um, when Yasmin is being chased by the plane the way she runs <laughs> in place I, I mean I laughed on. I laughed I was come loud on. so hard I she rewound mean, it I was like She's not running at all. She's not running at all. <laughs> it is not so the actress's fault. It's and just she is. She's pushing those arms up so oh, high. Pushing those arms. Like, I am running. <laughs> They're just. They needed a close up to kind of fit into it, and make it look like she's really oh, the one running from the plane. I get it, but yep. it just. It just. Oh man, it's terrific. It's hilarious. And then when the Hulk leaps out of the plane, and it blows oh, up, and he's that... going like. Arms out, legs out, stretched with obviously a superimposed explosion behind him. And then it hits this song. You got any percussion? I don't keyboard has everything yeah i i got this rain stick sound you're gonna this is as hulk is falling through the sky yeah. to his death to his death. Who's the other guy? Is that <laughs> Bill Bixby? I can, you can't convince me it's not Bill Bixby. He just comes in for a minute. That song is better suited for Sonny Crockett driving through the yes! streets of Miami in season absolutely. five of Miami Vice. I totally thought of Miami Vice. <laughs> it's called And Something Ends by Chris Ford. And I not only woke up in the middle of the night and was like, what does that scientist do? I also found myself the next day humming that song and i was like wait a minute is that the song from the death of the incredible hulk that's in my head and yes it was so yeah there's a lot to love in this one i have to say and for me just being somebody who who enjoyed the show when i was younger i haven't seen the show in forever but it felt like oh yeah like some of this is great and even again some of those monologues they did in the hospital that were just so overly melodramatic i was like it was just like a warm blanket. I was just hanging out in that cabin. I was fixing up Yasmin's. <laughs> I was doing some makeshift, makeshift doctoring, just to, you know, just to stitching up her stitching up her gunshot wound. You know, just doing that. You know, just making sure that her back, her her naked back, is warm with a blanket. <laughs> Don't know where I'm going with this. The point <laughs> is, I found it enjoyable. Let's switch to things we hated, Mark. Well, I want to just quickly point out all the things that both of you said that you loved are not in, this is not a comedy. I want to make clear to the audience this is <laughs> yes, not a comedy. No, it's very the, much- all the things that you said you loved are very poorly executed drama. They're TV movie drama, which to right. me was something I haven't watched in a long time and was I enjoyed very much. But at the top of this, you talked about how Bill Bixby said 
this was one of the best things he ever did and people were crying. That is not our that is our not our collective takeaway of this one. Sure, sure. Well, to be fair, he said that at the time of this uh he had directed this. In a couple years, he directs many, many um episodes of Blossom. So I'm sure he would have revised that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. All right. Well, <clears throat> things we things I hated. You kind of touched on it, so I won't spend too much time on it. But it's the inconsistencies. It's the TV movie inconsistencies. Things like clothes constantly changing. Like he turns into the Hulk, and when he comes back, he's got pants on that aren't torn up, but they're the shorts that that there's a shirt suddenly there, then the shirt's not there, which I know is from the series. I get it. Yeah. But it's just sure. one of those things that come on. How did Jasmine get into the fucking convenience store to meet him? How did she know he was going to run to that convenience store? And yet she's already in the back of the convenience store. That doesn't make any sense. She's the one who shut off all the lights because it's supposed to be open. (laughs) And also counted the (laughs) register and made sure everything was good and in the safe before he got there. She's not all bad. She's still, she's like, I will look, I'm going to tie you up and put you in this closet, but I'm also going to finish out your, (laughs) the night for you. Where did they find this cabin? Who owns the cabin? Did they? It was get her keys? cabin. She said it was hers. Mm-hmm. She just yeah. said, "I know of a cabin." She has a cabin. It yeah. was like an Airbnb that she picked up that she rented for. They the didn't weekend. have Airbnbs back then, Mark. We didn't yeah, even know what then, the internet could back possibly then it was do. Just we thought the internet squatting was magic. in someone's cabin. <laughs> <laughs> but but you had these random cars. Everyone had a black car, and they had to drive the black car. So you didn't really know who was driving which car, and then. One of the things I hated is just because you're old doesn't mean you have to be wrapped in a blanket all the time to signify this is oh, the old man. You get so cold, he... though. <laughs> no, disagree. They look so comfortable. Oh. Man. Oh, just it was constant, constant bits like that. that I was like, what? How did that? How did that happen? The leaps in logic, though, it's like that's that is there is something kind of comforting to it in the pace that it's done. It's just like. Yep, we're just like we're moving on. We're mo- we're moving forward like it doesn't matter. And there is something to that that mm-hmm. I felt like I watched a lot of TV like this. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Clearly, you're right. I'm just saying that there was something about it to me that just felt like. I mean, nice. you have yes. also this the stupid. There, Jasmine and David are trapped in a car, and you have two dump trucks going on either side could just collapse the whole thing. But all they do is they just poke into it to lift it up and then drop it. It's just one of those. It, you could have killed them right See, then. How, how scary is that, dude? Not pretty, scary pretty at all. Pretty terrifying. No, it's not at all. They also make no attempt to get out of the car. What do you think? The people are up in cabs in these giant <laughs> dump trucks. They can't because he turns into Hulk and he holds on to both of them, both sides. Both no, of the... before that, he could have. They could have climbed out a window and been out of there. They you can... know, you do crazy things when you're in love. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's my justification of why. It's fair. It's very fair. He was like, he, she was like, get out, save yourself. And he was like, no, you go first. And she was like, no, you go first. <gasps> We're being lifted. <laughs> exactly exactly my point okay i'm done erica something you hated oh i knew this was coming i I don't know that i hated it don't say it i think um (laughs) it's mark a lot of people like superhero movies i know this is something that's gonna be very hard for you this month 
I think I guess maybe the only thing that I hated was that it is a bit long. It it just it it's a bit long. It feels long, and I don't know. Maybe hmm. when it was like TV style, because it was broken up by the commercials, it probably didn't feel that way. I felt like it was a little bit long. Sure. I didn't love that he was kind of that his disguise was to be a simpleton or to be oh, like yeah. a sure. Yeah. I didn't love that. Mm-mm. I would have much rather seen him in a bad wig and a fake mustache. Sure. Than sure. downplaying like, his Cheerio, like, mate. Yeah, right. Then, Top of the morning, I'm just cleaning up the lab. There's a there's a spot on the floor. Yeah. Rub it down, gotta get it out. Yeah. You're like, who is this guy? He's not from England, number one. Yeah. I just think, <laughs> like, first off, yeah. It did, oh, but he farted. I'm Dude. out. <laughs> yeah, he fart. Don't talk to him for long. He'll fart. He'll fart every time. Every he is a time. fart risk. Just walk away. Yeah. So, you know when really he says rub a dub, that doesn't mean what you think right. it means. Oh, yep. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love yeah. that at all. That's not my. Not my. Favorite. Yeah. No. Despise. That part is not. That is not. I mean, it didn't. Uh, didn't work. All right. Things I hated. Uh, I didn't have find a lot that I didn't like either though I agree with you I didn't like that part his early disguise when it is so simple he could have just put some gauze over his eye and everyone would have been like I don't yeah. know that David guy just or, ee, yeah grew ee, his hair out grew in a beard gross. I don't know wore glasses any <laughs> yes right any number of things uh but I think they used up one of the better Hulk moments I think part of the trick of doing this particular show when you didn't have a huge budget is and you know you don't have like a lot of the cgi all those Mm -hmm. kinds of things so everything is kind of practical so you kind of you want to try to see how you can do build certain moments that are cool for the hulk and i think they kind of burned one up because one of the first times he turns into the hulk he's in the alleyway and the cops show up and he runs through a bunch of walls which is basically kind of the best thing that the hulk does the whole movie up until he jumps out of an (laughs) exploding airplane and that song (laughs) plays up until then (laughs) But up until then, like, that's really the best moment. And it's like the first moment. And I thought later when he's in the lab, he jumps out a window. And I'm like, that would have been cooler if they'd found some way to have him jump and do that earlier. Obviously, he can't jump out a window. He's an alleyway. But and saved that, like, running through walls for the mm-hmm. lab or something. That just felt like that would have been a cooler. Mo- like, this felt like you you set up a really cool moment and then you never pay off on it again. Like, there's no cooler moment for the mm-hmm. Hulk. Let's talk about our favorite scene. Mark, what was your favorite scene? And this is, a, I, I think you and I may have a probably a very similar favorite scene. Okay, good. But I had, I, it was a toss-up. But I think I have to go with the scene when he stitches up Jasmine's bullet wound. Oh, okay. Because, oh, okay. Because typically when you stitch someone's arm, you don't force them to take their whole top off first. <laughs> like that's... <laughs> You, you can you can just roll up the old sleeve and do that. You don't have to be like, nope. you need this whole thing off. Oh, uh, you're, now, you're the scientist now. now, Mark? Oh, you're apparently a scientist. No, he's a surgeon. <laughs> Jeez. What a terrible disguise, Ryan, to throw us off the science scent. <laughs> I just, I laughed so loud. I'm like, wait, is he stitching her arm? Yeah. Why is her shirt off? Yeah, right. her shirt and her bra. Both <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then he so uncomfortably puts the blanket on her like lifts her arm up so it can tuck it under and it just mm-hmm. it's very awkward um mm-hmm. and i watched i rewound and watched it a couple of times because i was i thought it was hilarious i was thinking you know this is this is why doctors get a bad rap this is why you know when you go to the dentist and you don't have your pants on you gotta question things <laughs> later 
<laughs> well, sometimes you get a deep cleaning. Your pants need to be all the way off and underwear. Everybody knows that. <laughs> might as, while we're here, we might as well check your prostate. Trust me, I'm fine with DDS. Just, just really. Yeah. Wait, that shouldn't. I'm we checked it while you were while you were out. We also gave you a thorough prostate check. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. It's yeah, what we do. You're good. You're, don't worry about it. It's very comprehensive yeah. dentistry. <laughs> Erica, what was your favorite scene? Just imagine that suctioning thing, just for any liquids that are down there. To the... <laughs> Jeff, definitely change the top of that before the next patient. <laughs> Gonna switch that out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's uh, not, not quite sanitary. They will yeah. know. They will be able to tell. <laughs> they will know. They will know. <laughs> when you put that in their mouth, and then you forget, like, oh, oh, oh is it okay? Is this... Then I put that into a... your mouth. No, it tastes like shit. Oh, no, just okay. a new fluoride we've been trying out. Just a new <laughs> new stuff. Oh, oh God, I told shit. the guy it was a new fluoride, and I think you bought it. Oh, I just really need to get better at changing the top of that suction thing. God. <laughs> it's just adding in the cleaning and the prostate checks. It's just a lot. It's a lot sometimes. Your, your favorite scene, though? Oh, my favorite scene? Yes. It was with the Pratts. Okay. When Ronald is on his exercise bike mm-hmm. and Amy is sketching him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like he's a medieval a knight one. on a horse? She's sketching him as if he is a medieval knight Amazing. on a horse. But she needed just... him to be on an exercise bike to no, get that one to really. he's just working out. He's working out. And while he's working out, she's just lovingly sketching him mm-hmm. from the bed. I loved that so much. And then they go downstairs and there's like... Four bunches of bananas there's so on the counter. So many bananas. So much bananas. So many bananas. <laughs> the Pratt's like, love people. bananas. Why do they have so? Why do they have twenty-four they're, But they're both here. potassium deficient, yeah. and they need right. they need those bananas. Oh, they're like, oh, let's have our grape nuts with our bananas. Make sure you eat a banana before you have lunch with some bananas. <laughs> I just, it, I found that. And then when so you come great. home tonight, I'm gonna have some fresh banana soup. <laughs> It's a gazpacho. You're going to need to unwind. It's a cold because soup. You, with... you had your dental cleaning and your prostate exam. I know you. You're going to be all tense. Your teeth and your prostate are going to be sore. You're going to need that soup. Right? Have a banana. I know you're tense. The potassium will calm you down. You want something soft. Yeah. You went to the dentist. Right. Yeah. Right. Easy but I just to love chew. that. Easy like, to chew. That's their relationship. Like yeah. That's how much she loved him. She oh, was just crazy. sketching him from Rub my back. Oh, Rub my back. I loved it. He's hands oh, yeah. down favorite scene. Uh, my favorite scene also has to do with the Pratts, but it's when David talks to Dr. Pratt while he's in a coma. You hear that? Huh? Can you hear that? Now look what you've gone and done. Hey, stinky. <laughs> They're emptying the whole school. What did you put in that bomb, huh? What was it? I mean, it's sulfur. Oh, it's sulfur, David. We oh. all know it's, it has to be sulfur. So That's the funny. big payoff at the end is that he says sulfur. Of course it was. It's not like he invented a brand new compound. It's... Oh, so but funny. But he used that story. But he used that story. That I mean, like, from uh, 
You know like, what? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I dare you to watch this movie and not fall in love with Ronald. It's you impossible. Can't. You can't. It's you impossible. Can't. It is. It's impossible. I'm ready to sketch him myself. As far as like the script construction stuff, it's really good. Like the fact that he mentions that moment where he says his name is Stinky back when he's like basically strapping uh, David to the chair, but it's not for nothing because it comes up later. It's what pulls him out of the coma. No, no. Maybe the execution of it is somewhat melodramatic yeah, and can be silly, but mm-hmm. like constructively, like these moments have payoffs. So you got to hand it to Gerald DePego and and I guess Bill Bixby that they at least are paying off on these moments. But I mean, it's pretty amazing. And also, I cut that scene down. There's that scene. Oh, it's, oh it is goes on so long, so long, <laughs> and it does not need to be. But I love and that he's scene. There I love that scene because it's Peggy. Is that the wife? Amy. 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 Because Amy is like, only you can get him out of this. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I know a man we he's met known a for week a, maybe a week. <laughs> Not even coworkers for a while. <laughs> no, I, I would try, but I'm worthless. <laughs> you need to do it. You're, him, you're a friend of his for one week. Get him. And then he knew you. He knew you as you know. Uh-huh. Uh, different article person for yeah. months yeah uh walking around trying to clean spots up in the laboratory <laughs> stinky i mean come on, come on. how could that stinky. not be your favorite scene? oh so funny final questions here's our final questions for the death of the incredible hulk are movies and popcorn the definition of the american dream <laughs> yep. uh yeah, David I mean, I was willing really to go with that. I was like, if I, I think that's a, it's maybe a simplified version, but I think there's the American mm-hmm. dream is, yeah. for some is people. You never yeah. treat mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. yeah. How do you, this might be more from Mark here, but how do you play racquetball but still keep a tape recorder tucked into the back of your racquetball <laughs> skirt the entire time, not have it fall out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a, it's going to be a tough one. You got some. You, you got to keep that spine rigid. You got yeah. you got a good posture makes a big difference. You don't you're you not going to really use, use those knees so that you're not right. leaning yourself forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you yeah. have to accept that you're probably going to lose a couple shots that you could otherwise get and you got to just let it go cuz you're like yep. listen, mm-hmm. we're in here for the long game. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. can't right. let that tape recorder fall. Speaking of also, workouts, I miss playing racquetball. I really I watched that scene I was like fuck I miss playing racquetball. <laughs> And I watched this scene and I was like, who plays racquetball? And Ryan was like, Mark does. And I was like, oh, okay. We, we used to play it as kids. I remember yeah. even in uh, in PE when I was in middle school, like we we played it all the time. It was mm-hmm. something that, that was one of the, you know. I can confidently in. say I have never, ever played racquetball. That might shock you knowing how athletic, <laughs> athletical I am now. So. It is. It is. Um, uh, speaking of workouts, why does Dr. Pratt exercise in his toupee? <laughs> How dare you? Wouldn't that make him hotter, though? Wouldn't How he be yes. warmer? You want to get your sweat on, Brian. But does that make the toupee start to smell? I have a lot of questions about toupee maintenance that uh, I'm now a lot of it questions. Is, it, it is. How does he clean that now? I mean, does he? I don't know. So hot soap and water, and just he leave that in the sink overnight. <laughs> He takes, takes his busy bee. Takes busy bee. And then he went to go pick it up. Somebody else took it off the rock. <laughs> crazy. He was left with a long red wig. It's crazy. This is just temporary. I'll get my toupee back. Don't you worry. Kasha's main bad guy, the torture specialist Zed. Did you guys? Zed. That's that was his name. 
Did you guys keep thinking that he was played by John Deal from Miami Vice and also <laughs> New World's Angel? Or was that just me? <laughs> Every I time did. I saw I him, I was like, is this Canadian John Deal? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Mark also, I here. love the fight scene. The fight scene where she then tries to fake putting a pill in her mouth. Oh, and yes. Kicks her yes. and and yeah. runs and off. He screams, "What did you put in your mouth?" And <laughs> what I'm you like, put in your mouth?" And she takes out. My, my daughter was in the room when that scene came on, and she looked at me and said, "That might be the shortest fight scene I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> There's also that scene where she tries to like punch uh, Kasha, and Zed ca- like grabs her her fist, Rest, her fist, and then yeah, she, her, yeah and her like oh, her yes her punch. He like grabs it, and then she's like. Aah! <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing scene. So we talked about this a little bit. Is it possible for someone to have to someone to feel like they've met the child they never had when you're roughly the same age? <laughs> oh, um, I mean, honestly, Philip Sterling is 12 years older. Was 12 years older than Bill Bixby. Barbara Tarback, who played Amy Pratt, was eight years younger than Bill Bixby. See, that's how mean TV is to women. Yeah. That's really yeah. I that's just really thought when they said that and they were like, we felt the same way. Then I'm like, you guys are like the same age. You should just feel like good friends. Like, well, you like you're the son we've never had. I don't I mean, I won't turn on the Pratt's, Ryan. Not even for final I, questions. I, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to float that past to one of my friends. Just see just see if they pick up on it. Just be like, you know, <laughs> you're like you're like the, the son I never had. Especially one that's older than me. And just see what kind of response I get. Yes. <laughs> if they say you too, then we have a real uh I have a real Pratt friend there, which I think yeah, would be a right, good thing in the end. Right. I think yeah. that would be a positive. Yeah. yeah. That's that's I guess the sign, the ultimate sign of friendship is mm-hmm. to be like, do you feel like they are the child that you never had. And if you can say yes to that question, then you have a great friend for at you least a, great a friend. week. For at least a week or so. At least yeah. a week. At least a week I mean, until, until you fall from a plane. They'll be they'll be there for you. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's get into some research. This aired February 18th. My birthday. Very, Mark's birthday, 1990, on NBC. And where this falls into New World's film schedule is... Nowhere, because they weren't releasing movies anymore. But New World Television was going strong. So here are some of the shows that they were going that were going on around this time. Tour of Duty. It was it would end mm. in April of 1990. The Wonder Years was going strong. Baghdad Cafe with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Get a Life. One. Get a Life. Yes, I remember Chris that. Chris Elliott. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as a drama about Elvis, which ran for about 12, 10 episodes several of which were directed by Steve Miner, who also directed episodes of The Wonder Years, including the pilot episode. Oh, nice. So Steve Miner, still utilized by New World, even after they stopped releasing theatrical films. As I mentioned at the top of the show, New World acquired Marvel in 1986, and uh, that's how they were able to release uh, Incredible Hulk movies. Here's how the announcement read in the LA Times on November 21st, 1986. Quote, New World Pictures, a maker and distributor of low-budget but high-profit films, interesting, ranging from Godzilla 1985 to the current Soul Man, Mm. 
agreed Thursday to buy Marvel Entertainment Group in a move that will extend the Los Angeles-based firm into comics, publishing, and TV animation. They did do some animated shows as well. Harry Sloan, who bought, was one of the guys who bought uh, New World from Roger Corman. Here's what he said in that article. What Marvel really is to us is an idea factory. The opportunity to, exp- to the opportunity to exploit those ideas with New World's existing motion picture and theatrical operations is very exciting. These characters are well known among the youth of the world. Sounds like a guy's got his finger on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Harry Sloan seemed to be a very smart guy, you know. Sure. But uh, interesting that uh, he said youth of the world. I would say you you had an opportunity since this was obviously a press release that was given out to the press. You had an opportunity sure. to wordsmith that a little bit better. <laughs> you you had every opportunity. They weren't talking so. to you over the phone. Yeah. Uh. The article also claims that Marvel was going to help boost their television profile, which ends up being the only way they utilize Marvel, essentially, was the television profile. Though they did, Marvel did publish a couple issues of Sledgehammer, which, of course, is another TV show that New World had put out. Yeah. Um, And they advertised New World in issues of Marvel Age, which was like a magazine that they would put out. And Stan Lee would, would write about New World and stuff like that in that. So... Here, here's another tidbit, though, that from the article that I found very interesting. <clears throat> at the tail end, it says, at the tail end, it says, after a 4.8 million loss in 1983, that's the year that they bought New World from Corman. Yeah. So CoverGirl did not help make, I would actually say that probably helped some of those losses. Depends on how, what you mean by help, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very loose uh, <laughs> definition of help there. The company reported successive profits of... 366,000 in 1984, 5.1 million in 1985, and nearly 6 million for the first nine months of 1986. Marvel reported revenue of 73 million last year. I just feel like when they bought Marvel, things were going well. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like, I just was like, wow, okay. So they are actually really starting to do well. That's one thing that I was kind of always wondering. And then I think around 87, 88, everything falls apart. So this is like the really high year, 1986, and they buy Marvel and they're not able to fully capitalize. Though we will be talking about the things they did capitalize on. As the name implies, this seems to be the end of the Incredible Hulk uh, TV movie series, but was not supposed to be. There was supposed to be another movie that followed. Mm. I mean, uh, me knowing something about the Hulk, I'm like, he falls from a plane and he's dead. Uh, what? He would be fine. He's the whole, he's okay. He literally leaps over buildings and stuff. Like he can, he would be fine from a plane fall. But also wouldn't he just heal himself? That's kind of (laughs) what they talk about in the movie. Even in the Death of the Incredible Hulk, they talk about his healing capabilities. So there was a planned sequel called The Revenge of the Incredible Hulk or The Rebirth of the Incredible Hulk Mm -hmm. and alternating titles. It was planned to shoot shortly after this. Now, back to this book, they talked to Barbara Tarbuck, who played Amy Pratt in the movie. She says, it was not going to be a permanent death for the Hulk. We were supposed to revive him in the sequel. That's why our characters were there when he died. Um, The sets were still up. We were going to wear our wardrobe from the last movie and go right back into work. Bill Bixby was very excited about directing this. Bill and the Hulk were not going to be dead permanently. We were going to revive David Banner and the Hulk in the movie called Rebirth of the, Rebirth of the Incredible Hulk. Bill said our goal was to take an 8 to 12 week break after shooting Death of the Incredible Hulk and then come back for Rebirth. Now, Lou Ferrigno says, went on record saying that he thought um, the next movie was actually going to have Hulk retaining Banner's intelligence 
But the screenwriter of this movie, uh, Gerald DePego, he refuted that in an article that said it was actually going to be about Banner not being able to turn into the Hulk anymore. I'd have to mm-hmm. imagine that they would, the Pratts would grab Banner, put him back into that machine, and actually heal him as they were going to do. I thought we would get back to that machine in this mm-hmm. movie, and we never do. Yeah. So I think that was probably going to carry over to the next movie. They heal him, but he's now free of the Hulk. And mm-hmm. then, you know, shit goes down and he has to find a way to get himself back into the Hulk, which is interesting. Yeah. But of course, Gerald DePega wasn't the guy who was writing uh, Rebirth of the Incredible Hulk. That was actually a guy named Robert McCullough, who had scripted episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation and JAG. And he says that this was going to be an action-packed movie. He's uh, In the book, um, he says... I brought the Hulk back in a unique way and really had fun with him. There was a lot of cool Hulk action. Um, at one point, the Hulk was going to be underwater, pulling a dock behind him like a shark from Jaws as the bad guy fires a machine gun at him. That would have been hilarious. That, I hope they play that same song that when he's falling from the sky. Also, amazing. he's going to have to do a lot of banana returns in order to get away from that paint starting to come oh, yeah. off his body. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Those infamous <laughs> banana turns. The banana turns. <laughs> Just keep doing those banana turns, and it'll never come off. It'll never come off when you do those banana turns. <clears throat> so the reason why they don't make this film, there's a couple different theories too. For Rigno says they didn't because of Bix, uh, Bill Bixby's health. Mm-hmm. Um, he he passed away eventually from cancer in 1993. So mm. so they said that, that that was the case. DePego says it was because of uh, death and the death of the Incredible Hulk got poor ratings. I have a feeling it's actually a bit of a combo. Um, yeah. The same night that this aired, uh, it aired against uh, a three part miniseries called The Kennedys of Massachusetts, which aired on ABC. Mm. And they I couldn't find ratings information for the death of the Incredible Hulk, but. For that first episode, which they aired against, apparently 23.1 million viewers tuned in to the Kennedys of Massachusetts, Mm. which would go on to win an Emmy and a Golden Globe. So the Kennedys defeat the Hulk, apparently. So that was just, uh, yeah, a tough one for them to to beat that. Um, So either way, the movie doesn't go, which is strange. So here's a theory I have, and I'm even with buying this book and like reading about all the, you know, different iterations. You bought this book? Well, it's on my Kindle. It's a, it's on my Kindle. Okay, all right. Okay. But yes, I did buy the book. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Because as we talked about in Angel 3, Mitzi Capture gets cast as Jennifer Walters and they started shooting a She-Hulk movie with Mm -hmm. bill bixby so they scrap doing rebirth of the incredible hulk they say it's because of his health but then they start shooting a Mm she-hulk you know spinoff like i'm like i'm confused so my theory is is that he did you know have cancer and he probably did go into treatment so they had to scrap rebirth Mm -hmm. then he felt better he was in remission um the writer of um the She-Hulk TV pilot, Jill Sherman Donner, talks about when they were in the Caribbean that she saw Bill and she said, I don't know if he knew at the time that his cancer had come back. So I wonder if like he was in remission, he felt better, they shot this thing, it ends up getting scrapped and then his cancer does come back and he does pass away. So I wonder if that's how it worked out, but I don't 100% know. But apparently this film was also going to have a bit of a She-Hulk nod. In the book, they talk about 
uh, in the plot synopsis, this book talks about how David gives a blood transfusion to Yasme. And I'm like, what? And I went back and looked through the scenes and I'm like, when did that happen? As Mark mentioned, now it would make sense that she takes her shirt off. To a degree. I, nope, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Just as I said it, nope. I went, no, it doesn't. I nope, know it doesn't. It, does it not. still makes no sense. <laughs> Unless it just proves how bad of a doctor he is. But it would make sense that that would be a better line to say, where you'd be like, in order to do blood transfusion, just go ahead and take your shirt off. It would be something where maybe you'd start to do it, and then you'd mm-hmm. maybe wonder why, but you're like, they're a doctor. I guess they know what they're saying. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but so I wondered if the, the writer of this book, if he read like a script of the of the death of the Incredible Hulk and that mm-hmm. was in the script because watching the movie and again, mm-hmm. the movie is very difficult to find. So maybe he read the script and saw that because yeah. it's not in this. But apparently she gets a blood transfusion and she says it's kind of tingling. Now, of course, that's precisely in the comic books how she Hulk, who is a cousin of Bruce Banner in the comics. She gets a blood transfusion from him, and that's how she becomes She-Hulk. So mm. that would seem to be some sort of nod. So I guess that was going to be it, even though I think they ended up just kind of going, no, Yasmin's kind of like Black Widow-ish, kind of. Mm. Which, by the way, Mark, do you think the fact they made her kind of Black Widow-y and then she falls in love with the Hulk, do you think that that's just kind of like, that's how they figure that out to use that later for the MCU? No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Not clear. <clearly. laughs> okay. Uh, you know, just, you know, that happens. That happens oh. around uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. doesn't matter. Um, so, and they did, they did, of course, go and shoot part of the She-Hulk. In fact, in this book, it uh, Jill Sherman Donner says, at the time, New World Pictures owned Marvel Comics. I got a call from New World that they were doing a She-Hulk. They had gone through a number of drafts and asked me to do one. My script was the only draft that Bill Bixby approved. So, I mean, he was very much involved, very much a part of it, but they only shot for like four days. And then that was it. They canceled the whole thing because I believe the network was not 100% about Mitzi Capture and they wanted a bigger star. Hmm. So they ended up scrapping the entire thing. That's the way to do it. When you don't like the star, just get rid of the whole fucking show and be like, no, yeah, no. We'll just throw it all away. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter that we just spent four days with an entire crew and everybody right. putting it, burning a bunch of money. Let's just yeah. walk away from this one. They'd already. I yeah, didn't and... get the story that I wanted, so I'm not going to make the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there. Are, I guess that's a way to do to run business. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's so. Well, it's definitely the way New World ran business, and of course, they <laughs> did try again later with another She-Hulk movie, but that didn't work either. Where they were going to have Brigitte Nielsen. Now that <clears throat> and they, I could get And they behind. put out pictures of her. And it was supposed to be, um, I think, believe Larry Cohen was going to direct it. And the script was by Carl Gottlieb, who wrote Jaws, who co-wrote Jaws, the original Jaws script. So, or no, he wrote the the second version. I think he was Jaws the writer two? on set. No, okay. he wrote, he was, he might've written Jaws 2, uh, but he was the writer on set for Jaws. So they tried to make She-Hulk New World. They certainly tried. And we will talk about more things that they made from Marvel as we get into more of Mark's miserable, marvelous May. This is only oh, week one. Mark, how are you holding up? Um, it, it's not been good. The thing is, <laughs> I feel like this is probably the best of the movies that I'm going to watch this month. And this is <laughs> well, this was this was a tough, tough watch. It was funny because of all the things we talked about, which were not supposed to be funny scenes. I don't think I'm going to be this lucky moving forward. Well, I'm very concerned. We're going to be excited to stick with 1990 and talk about Captain America 
Nearly New World, Generation X, and even more surprises coming up this month on Mark's miserable, marvelous May. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like us and you uh, want to help us out, go to our website, newworldpictures.podcast, newworldpicturespodcast.com. And you can buy our t-shirts. You can find all of our episodes there. You can start. To, we have articles there now. You can read articles, read t-shirts. There's going to be a ton, tons of stuff on this website. Mm-hmm. So if you dig us, go there. If you really, really dig us, give us a five-star review. That would really help us. You can do not that on the Spotify, website. Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, not on the website. You have to leave the pod. The, just you open up a new tab and go to oh keep, keep that tab open. Do never, <laughs> never close the tab that is our website. Star it. And keep it always permanently start on the tab. Keep it in your favorites. <laughs> Put it in your favorites. You're going to want to. <laughs> and give us a five-star review or follow us on all the socials or just keep listening. Tell a friend. That would really mean a lot to us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you're going to enjoy us talking about more Marvel movies done the uh, new world way uh, uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time in the new world pictures podcast bye everybody